and that music gets me every time. It gets me juiced up. So we're back here at 15 Perry Street in Noonan and uh, in the studio with my sidekick, Paul Martinez. Hey, everybody. And if you're not already supporting us out there on Patreon.com, make sure to go out to that website if you enjoy the content and the show and uh, become a, a donor there and support it by whatever means you can. Um, and we certainly would appreciate it. That helps us do that. And again, you can go to Patreon.com slash mentors the number four mil so we have a special guest with us who's back and actually uh, we got a lot of great feedback uh, the last time you were on Jay, uh, jason so thanks so much for coming back and i really appreciate you coming on no, i appreciate you guys having me man uh, i was uh, pretty excited when paul uh, called me and asked me to come back again i was like yeah i'll do it for sure i yeah. appreciate you yeah Perfect. so I, i'm very curious so first off i totally screwed up and i gave you an instagram promotion Oh, yeah, I heard that <laughs> instantly. <laughs> so I think a lot of people probably did reach out to you and say, uh, hey, man, congratulations on being Sergeant Major. And Yeah, and, you know, you're always sending that text back like, well, I appreciate it, man. But, uh, you know, because they, they start off like, uh, hey, you know, I always knew you were going to do it, man. Hey, congratulations, you know, uh, super awesome, so on and so forth. And you're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but, but. I'm still yeah. Uh, it's funny. I, I think you should go in and just say it's it's on social media. It's official. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's on Facebook, right. it definitely is, it, right? Yeah, Facebook absolutely. Official. Once you announce it, <laughs> Sergeant Major Belfort. You just got to get the uh, the pay. Go ahead and pin it on. I like the sound of it. I mean, <laughs> I, the army would just pick it up. I think it would be good. That would be really good. Um, pay wise, definitely. Yeah, for yeah, sure. sure. Pay wise. But you probably received some other comments and feedback as well. So I'm really kind of curious to know, outside of the promotion, which was totally my bad, I sat there and was fat fingering and trying to do it like at 7 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I, I don't know what I was thinking. And I typed it out, and I pushed send, and it was out there. And then I went back and looked at it. I don't think you even reached out to me or Paul did. I can't remember how it yeah. went down. But I, I might have said something to you. Yeah, I think I, I saw it first, but that happens all the time. Like anytime I do a, a bio or I tell somebody who I am, they always put an extra S in staff sergeant or, you know, yeah. whatever. Like I, sometimes it's I join the Air Force by sometimes telling people yep. about <laughs> Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, outside of that, uh, what kind of other feedback did you get? I'm curious. Uh, I, you know, it was, it was overwhelming, actually. Um, well, when it first posted, probably the first day, my, my son was, I don't have any social media, you know, myself and, uh, my son was like taking little snapshots of uh, comments and stuff people were posting, and uh, it, it was funny to hear read some of them, you know. And then uh, it, it was it was good to get that feedback, and you're like, wow, because you you don't think that like what you have to say really really means much, you know. I'm just like it's just my like redneck snowy here, and I'm, you know, <laughs> here I am, and I did it again, I guess. And yeah. uh, you know, when I, when you guys first asked me to come on the show, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but. I'll tell them who I am and um you know after after the show you know people were like wow man like your story you know really you know inspired me or you know I had those texts and those emails and uh, I was like wow that's pretty awesome and uh I had a couple uh officers uh come up to me and be like hey person like your uh podcast is is going to change people's lives Wow. Yeah. And I was like, I think they're right. I agree with that assessment. And he was, you know, I was like, you know, taken back by that. And, and he's like, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand what you mean, sir. And he's like, you know, what it took to get on a show like that and, and say like, Hey, I could barely read till I was 20. 
<laughs> you know, to, uh, you know, I failed the, you know, the ASVAB and all these tests, and I, you know, I pretty much sucked all the way until now, and you know, I'm still sucking, but I'm doing the best I can at it. You know, when people uh, think about, you know, they look at your positions and stuff, they think about, wow, look how successful that person is, and they don't see all the other stuff that you just laid out on the line for we, people. And we talked about that too afterwards. We're like, you know, talk about a. Some some people we get them on here and they're just have that blessed career where they pass every gate first time they're just true blue all the way to wherever they decide to finish up. But we were both kind of like, man, Belford has failed a ton and yeah. just kept going and just kept striving and being tenacious. And that's I think that's important. And it's so easy to you know you fail once you think oh this isn't for me and you've just failed like the most important part of selection which is you know. <laughs> deselecting yourself well right. i mean yeah. how many people though look at we were talking about this last night off you know uh, my house and everything about uh social media and people don't realize just how fake that is i mean yeah. I, I think they realize it maybe that's a, a wrong statement but they forget at times so they look at it and they see people having this good time maybe they're they look like they're in a happy relationship or like you said, they made it all the way through. Look at me. Oh, I did all these great things. I was a Green Beret. I was a Ranger. I was a PJ or I was just, you know, an E8 or whatever. And they don't know the backstory. And Chris Van Sant and I did a podcast around this about don't judge a book by its cover because you can also go the opposite direction where you look at things on social media or you meet somebody and you look at their chest and you, you size them up rather quickly and you don't realize all the things that got them to that point or why there may be a reason why they don't have jump wings or they don't have a, a ranger tab or they don't, you know, there's a story probably there. Yeah, there, there always is a story. And, <clears throat> you know, for the longest time I, I judged, you know, be like, oh, that, that guy's not going to be a good leader, don't have a ranger tab or I got to have a CIB or whatever. You know, I was you know, a young ranger and that's how you identified everything. You know, you're like, no ranger tab. <laughs> no thanks yeah. uh but you know when you grow and I, i've i've heard some like everybody says you don't have a tab you got a story right well some stories are like well that's that's a great reason not to have a tab I've, you know no dudes that uh one one guy uh talked to a couple years ago he w was airborne and three times he jumped in he went to range school three different times and then three times he jumped in range school he broke his leg every time wow pretty I'm, good reason i'm not going back of course <laughs> You know, I mean, like, you know well, somebody, could, could you give me the, an airland waiver? Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe don't put the, you know, I'm not airborne qualified on that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but that he was a great guy. He's, he was an awesome instructor, you know, and I, I learned a ton from him and, uh, and that changed perspective and that, and that gives it, you know, like, and that's why I say when people look at my uniform, they're like, you know, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah, but let me tell you though. You know, everybody, and I'll get this out there right up front, because everybody always, like, sees my free fall wings, and they're like, wow, you know, and I'm like, it was awesome. And the course itself was great, and all the things that come with it. And, and free fall jump master was super hard. Uh, you know, I, I can I can barely count to 10, you know, and you got to do everything with a map <laughs> and a three-foot ruler, you know, and I was like, well, big as this table. And, uh, and and the work I had to put into that every single day was super hard. But that doesn't mean that I'm the greatest freefall jump measure because I passed a three-week course. You know what I mean? I, right. I, I probably pulled 50, 60 duties now as a freefall jam. And I'll be honest to tell you, like, I mean, I'm a, 
okay jumper at best and a decent free fall jump master at best. But if I had, you know, several guys and I could go down the list to pick yeah. before me to be your PJ on that, I'd be like, yeah, our major young, that's who I'm picking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, so don't, you know, judge a book by its cover. Like, just because the guy's wearing it or not wearing it doesn't yeah. mean he's the best at what he did. It means he was able to, you know, the grind, you know, and figure it out. I think we get in trouble when you look at somebody and their military accolades and what they've accomplished and you confuse the resume with the man. And I think that's because I can look at your your uniform and see where you've been and what you've done and it's impressive, but that doesn't show the struggles behind that. It doesn't it doesn't show what happens behind closed doors with your family or, you know, just how hard it is. You know, study I remember a special forces sniper course for me. Me and Stuart were up all night studying and studying and studying because we were the youngest guys in the course and we're like, we gotta pass this. We ended up doing very well because we studied so hard, but you know, our it wasn't like we just showed up, laid down behind the gun and started cranking, you know, the ten ring. Yeah. It was a lot of math, it was a lot of him. He was a phenomenal shooter. He probably didn't need to study yeah, he's at good. all. He probably could have just gone through that class eating Twinkies and well, I mean, Dr. that's Pepper. how, when I went with Ben, you know, when I went with Frazier, that, yeah. it was the same way. Like, I, Ben just hooked his, you know, chains in and drugged this plow for nine straight <laughs> weeks, you know. Yep. <clears throat> well, he was, he's super smart. Super he smart guy. And I was like so thankful that I had that dude sitting to my left and yeah. studying with every night. And, and uh, when they started teaching ballistics too, I was like, well, this is what that sends me to the house, you know. So, uh, and then when we get on the range, like, you know, I, once I figured the paper stuff out, like when I get on the range, like I was able to, I'm good with my hands, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll put same. bullets on target, you know? And when you have a smart spotter like have, we did, yeah, it like, makes it a lot easier because they're, they're doing the Tell hard me work. what to do. As long as I'm, as long as I can be a trigger pulling <laughs> machine right. and I can't, I don't screw that up. It's not too, too I can bad, go through the basics of pulling the trigger. You just tell me where to put it and pull it. So. But that's the thing you, you think, okay, special forces sniper course or, you know, jump master guy. And they don't realize that, like I had to be taught remedial math to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I had to literally learn how to do fractions again. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't even a joke. I actually need to learn how to do fractions again as well. I, uh, Gotta turn uh, that microphone towards you a little bit better. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, We're cutting in and out. I know that's right. I'm doing the Joe Rogan here. No, get your lips on the mic. (laughs) Roger that, Robert. (laughs) I win this one. Yeah. You do. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, an inside inside joke. joke. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, you know, uh, we're talking about, like, not knowing, like, the hard work you put into it or, or whatever. But <clears throat> uh, just recently I, I, I dealt with uh, a situation that um, uh, it was professional situation that I kind of took a little personal based off of, you know, like my background and, you know, my educational struggles and, and everything. And it's super hard, right, because when I – when I'm giving counselings and stuff and I'm talking to, to my rangers, I, I'm like, so I I have a professional and, and a personal, and, and those two lines run parallel to each other and they never cross. Mm. And I tell them that right up front in my counselling. And, and I'm like, because at, at the end of the day, like, I, I, I love all of you guys equally and we could be best friends, but, you know, the bigger picture is what the, the battalion's, metal is and what the regiments what the armies you know so it's super hard struggle whenever you've worked with you know people for years and you like have a bond with an individual and and you have to 
like separate separate that you know especially you know whenever i'm in the position i'm in it's too odd we were just talking about this last night and i've known those guys since we were young e5 e6s together and e7 so but for my own personal i was in a uh kind of a situation i wouldn't call it situation but i had a uh, dealt with something that uh i had to you know it I pride myself and I have for years on my military bearing. I've been put in bad situations where I'm like, just want to lose my military bearing. And I, you know, I, you know, I'm like F you or whatever to whoever, you know, and, uh, I never done it though. I've never had an insubordination to any senior that outranks me. And I pride myself on that. Uh, so I, was put in this situation and, and I had to take myself back, you know, and like and think about like, Hey, you, you pride yourself on this. Like just let this situation unfold and then we'll come back and revisit it. And, and that's what I did. I, so in the, in the uh, situation now I'll, I'll explain a little bit was, um, you know, I was given some uh, constructive feedback uh, and, and I love constructive criticism. Like it's, it's the only way you get better, you know? Um, and if you can't accept constructive criticism, I think I said this on the last time, like you're just going to stay stagnant. You know, you're going to be a one-legged duck just mm-hmm. going around in circles and um, there's nothing you can do about it. But uh, I love the, the feedback, but I felt like the feedback I got was a little more personal, right? But I know it was professional from who it came from. And um, it kind of rubbed me wrong because I felt like it was like, you know, I, like I told you, I have atrocious emails, man. I I could I'm still trying to figure out where to put the comma, dude. Like, it's just what it is, you know. I'm, I'm sorry, it's you know, not all caps though. All right? Right? No, it's not all caps. <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to figure out. I was like, oh, I know that's a complete sentence. Uh, there's the period. So, um, uh, and I probably use you know basic eighth grade level words, but um, at this point in my life, like I, I'm okay with that because I work my ass off to get exactly where I'm at at that point, right? So. If I feel like that part is being, you know, addressed, if you will, yeah. that almost comes off personal to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't taken the time to like maybe know me mm-hmm. uh, and and where my struggles come from and where my like red line is. Yeah. So, like I said, that the individual was it's probably one of the most professional people I know, <clears throat> and I was the problem because I'm the one who took it personal, and. Uh, I let it simmer for almost five days, and, and uh, I hate animosity in the workplace. I hate, like, not feeling like I can be open with some. You know, I don't like that. Like, it's like I come, I want to, I come to, I, I don't have a job, you know what I mean? I, I come here because I, I enjoy being here, you know, and I, if I didn't, I would have gotten out a long time ago. So I don't like to foster that kind of environment, and I don't like to work in that type of environment. So, I left that foster for about a week, and uh, at the end of the week, I, I was in a little meeting with uh, some individuals, and as we were leaving, uh, I asked one individual, uh, hey, can I, can I talk to you offline for a few minutes, you know, uh, on some things that have been bothering me? <clears throat> and he's like, absolutely. So I um, we go in the office, and, and we have a conversation, and I... You know, I was like, hey, I know this was meant professionally, but, you know, based off of, like, my background, like, like I, I, I've been to Barnes & Noble to learn, you know, what a conjunction is and how to, you know, 
read what an adverb and adjectives are at fourth grade level books, you know, like I did that myself, you know, yeah. to, so I could pass, you yeah. know, so I could be better. Um, and, and if you don't know me in that part of my story, like you, you would give me these type of corrections to make, right? Yeah. But knowing how hard I daily, you know, um, and you, and you can ask my wife, like I'll ask her how to spell something and she'll give me like, hey, how would you spell it? You know, like, and, and it's just her making me better doing that. Yeah. And, uh, or I'll be like, hey, read this. And I'll be like, how, and she'll make a correction, but she'll tell me what the correction was and be like, this is why I corrected it, right? Yeah. Um, so knowing me, you would make those type of, you wouldn't make these type of statements. And I felt like, so, you know, I addressed it and um, he was very receptive to it. And he was like, I, you know, he's like, I'm, su- I'm super sorry, you know, I, I, I I never thought it came off that way, you know, and, and we had a great outcome, great yeah. conversation, uh, and I and I was like, this is how, this is how things are handled professionally, you know, and, and if more people would be like, take that time, because when I react on my feelings and not my values, because my feelings tell me to say what I want right now. But if I take that tactical pause, uh, like the email I sent you, know, you know, and I and I act on my values, that allows me to have like a woosaw moment, if you will. Yeah. And well, not, there's a big distinction between feelings and values. Oh, a huge, a huge distinction. I mean, values. We were talking about that this morning. Values don't change, and if you have a set, I think that's why they're so important. If you set your values, and you may have to adjust some as you learn more, that's your guide on how you're going to act and how you're going to behave. Your feelings are going to come and go. You're not really, you can never really be in control of your feelings as they arise. You can only re- be in control of your reaction, but your values will guide that. And I think that's important. I think it's cool too. Like the lesson I'm taking from it is just admit your shortcomings. Cause this guy's not wrong. No, he's definitely you know? not. He's 100% within his realm of saying that yeah. and, and, and how, you know, he reads my emails and how they come across is exactly how he, you know, portrayed it and uh in my maybe not so professional way to say things because i'd not have the education to say it at that level right um but you being able to say that now he knows better how to mentor you in that area exactly and more effectively and now you're a better team exactly but it's not because he did something you went to him and said hey you hurt my feelings and this has made me mad you know you went and address it like a man yeah you have to and that's what and that's the thing that people aren't doing you know, and that's why that's why you know you wait till uh, command climate surveys, if you will, come out, and you're like, "Holy cow! I didn't know we missed all these marks." You know, and yeah. uh, it it could be handled with approachability, and right. and if you feel like you know you open your door and you you're an approachable leader, then if situation like that arises, like it did with me, you know, uh, then you will feel like you have the the ability to talk that out and settle the differences and, and, and he's not going to change his direction for me. And that's not the key to the conversation. The, the understanding is the the reason of the conversation. Like this is how, this is how I'm feeling right now. I just want you to know like that. And this is why it felt that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I agree with your assessments. Yes. I need to be better at sending my ridiculous emails. (laughs) You know, I need to, I need all these, uh, developmental parts to be a, uh, 
a more um, rounded uh, speaker in, in a you know bigger population or whatever. But uh, at the end of the day, like those are still his counselings to me, right? Which yeah. is fine. Yeah. And, um, just as long as he understood that I understand your counselings, but hey, by the way. I continue to work on these every day before you 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 say these counselings. Well, sometimes it's important to do that too because it's like whereas if you're coming up a little short, why is that? I think a lot of people jump right to well, maybe you're not putting enough effort in, or you're not good enough, or whatever it is. And most of the time, it's not personal, but you know, knowing where that person's coming from and identifying what that struggle is or that deficiency is. Well, we we changed so much. I mean, back in the day, email is now a strong form of communication. I mean, you know, it's it's just what it is. It became very very popular and a, a means by which people can communicate without av- having to get up out of their cube and go someplace. I mean, geez, there's places and offices where I'm email, you know, not me personally, but I'm emailing you, and you're literally one cube over where I could just get up, walk over there, and have a conversation with Skype you. Skype right? is the worst thing. You know, and, and so I, I feel like um, back in the day when you had a typewriter and you had to write a memo out, you probably would have other people review it. There would be a lot more that went into that document that before it left that office and Plenty went of some, pin. Yeah, <laughs> right. So multiple layers of administrative people that would, you know, evaluate it, you know, change punctuality or in some situations you were high enough where you had an administrative assistant and you would dictate and that person had all that schooling and would put all that into the writing and and make sure that it was set up using shorthand right (laughs) i'm not there yet (laughs) but today we're you know as a form of communication um the most impersonal thing that's out there is the email Mm. and people can misinterpret because they hang on every word. Oh, he didn't use an explanation I point. I think text messages like that, too. Oh, so yeah. Most, bad. most definitely. So bad at, at conveying nuance. Yeah. And my wife, You know, we talk about not just work. You know, we're talking about life in general. My wife, uh, she, I'm a texter. You know, I'm a texter because I'm busy. I'm a texter because I'm not a huge conversational piece. You know, uh, I'm a texter. So my wife will be like, stop texting and call me. Yeah. You know, because she's like, and she'll, she's, she's blunt about it. She's like, uh, texting is a communication. I'm sorry to tell you. I know you yeah. want it to be, but it's not. Yeah. So call me and let's have an adult conversation. So I'm like, Ugh. well, how many times do you see text messages going now into emails? Basically, the people are so concerned about how you're going to receive it. So I put the explanation point and put the LOL afterwards and the, you know what I mean? I read. Yeah, so I'll, to be upfront, like I, my emails are not that good. And I, I have my Ranger buddies read them, be like, hey, sir, you need to read this before I send it. It's going to everybody. But, uh, but I, you know, I'm not completely a moron most of the time, but I do my best. But uh, at the, uh, uh, I have read emails and I have read papers. This, uh, we actually, uh, for punishment, if you will, uh, somebody had to write like a, we had a kid had to write like a five-page paper of like, you know, why he shouldn't do those things and obviously with somebody with my educational background right has no way 
job, like pointing out those are, oh, that's misspelled or that's wrong or who would say that, right? <laughs> Definitely not that guy. But when I'm reading a piece, a five-page paper that's written like a text that has, like you said, LOL in it, BRB, you know, wow. BRB, like I was like, is this for sure? Is this for real? Wow. <laughs> and it's, I, I kept it. Um, but <laughs> and that's good, that goes in the, 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 yeah. the pull out whenever I'm an old, old man um, and read that and laugh. But uh, it was just, and, and it's not laughing at like the individual, right? Let's make that clear. It's, it's the, the uh, way we communicate. We think that if we're doing that in a text message, that's how yeah. we need to write in a paper or how we need to, you know, send an email. And uh, I'm glad to say I'm not that bad, but it, it still is a problem. And the, the way we're communicating with text messages and Skyping and, yeah. uh, all, you know, uh, we do Teams, Microsoft Teams. Teams, or, yeah, yeah. Any of those things. Zoom or whatever. Because we're, yeah. we're uh, we call it shorthand when you're writing it, right? Now, yeah. Uh, but now it's really shorthand whenever you're texting Well, and then you, you throw some emojis in the mix. You got to. I mean, I spend. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean <laughs> yeah, people will to, receive right? that and they're like, wait, that didn't have an explanation point back behind it. It had a period. Did he mean, you know? Well, no yeah. question mark? It's really <laughs> interesting. It's really, right. <laughs> yeah. But a little bit. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the change, you know, like the lackadaisical nature of communication. I like that it's effective, and I like that it's available to us. But so, for me at work, and this is just me, and, and I'll tell uh, my ranger buddy this all the time, and I'll be like, "Hey, sir, I'm about to go do my walk around," mm-hmm. and uh, I like fifth, I, as long as you know, there's not every dumpster fire burning. Yeah, I try to buy fifteen hundred, fifteen thirty. Go walk around all my shops, and uh, and get that face to face time with with those leaders and 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 just the guys in general. Like, yeah. hey, how, how was your day? How's how things go? Like, wh- what can I help you with? And where can I, you know, deflect? Yeah. Uh, and I try to do that every day. Sometimes I don't get to do it every day, obviously. Sure. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, like I try to. I'm going to ask, man. I'm going to ask the guys. But like, he said he was going to be here every day. Yeah. And they're like, nah, man. Haven't seen him in weeks. But you, you could definitely ask them. They'd tell you that I am I come around all the time to the shops. And I, I'm not to, like, hound them or any of those things. Just more of the questions. Like, hey, how, where, where can I help? And where can I you know, be more of assistance to you? So, uh, one, probably because I'm not really good at sending good emails. And, <laughs> two, because I think, you know, I, I, I want that type of leadership as well. So, I want to give it so well, that makes you more approachable you're not just the old man in the office that you got to go see when you're in trouble you know so like that familiarity is probably really good for your younger guys if they and outside of the uh so the approachability thing we we're talking about like uh when we first started this um how do we what do we get from that last podcast right and, and mm-hmm. what did people say uh i had a ton of people come like my open door policy if you will like they They'll, they stop in and be like, hey, first aren't you got a minute? And I'm like, absolutely, man, come on in. And uh, the approachability, like, went way up based off the fact that the, I think they understand, like, hey, I'm just a – You're real. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, and I, I want to help you. Uh, and I don't have all the answers, but yeah. we'll, together we'll, we'll do what we can to get them for you and you and your family. So Maybe for them that was kind of separated the man from the resume. You know, because it's easy if you're, if you're a subordinate to look up and just see 
you know, the badges and the... Well, they don't know you otherwise, right? right. They see you How walk in you? the halls, they see you out in the field or whatever the case may be, and all that's first starting, you know, the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're gifted with the opportunity to get inside your head and learn your story. Then it's like, oh, man, all right, now I totally get it. Not only that, but there's a, probably a lot more respect like you had heard where you were very vulnerable. You put yourself out there and you didn't care about how that might be received. You did, obviously you care, but you know what I mean? It's as it's, a negative. I didn't care about it being negative oh, inside for yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, people embrace that. They saw that as, um, wow, you know, I, I can respect that. Um, well, well, a lot, a lot of them may not be willing to do it themselves. Well, yeah, but I think most people wouldn't be. But and, and hopefully, you know, my, my hope always is that somebody who's not quite on, you know, they're halfway down the path that you've taken and they're feeling discouraged because maybe they, you know, didn't do so well at a school or whatever, they're having personal problems. They can hear a story like yours and think, oh, okay, if I can pick myself up and figure out who, how to find the right support systems and how to improve, I can still accomplish that goal of being a Ranger First Sergeant or whatever their goal may be in the military. You know, it's important yeah. to hear not just about the medals you win and the cool guy schools you get to go to and pass. But, you know, well, there's the support system is, is a big deal and not just in the army, but out to, um, mm -hmm. you know, if you have your, your family's at your support system, but I, I had a lifetime long friend, my, like my brother, you know, my little brother, Brandon, he's, you know, my right hand man outside the army, you know, he's the guy I call and complain to everything too. And, he tells me to suck it up, and then uh, my best friend uh, Chris Barty, like we've known each other since diapers, and he's a mountain of a man, and I, and I mean that in every way of the word. Like he's six five, probably two forty. It makes me look like a, a midget when I stand beside him. But um, he's that guy who's been there for me in every aspect of life, right through all the hardship stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have made it very far in life without having Chris there pushing me. Uh, he, he was always awesome, and, and he still is. And he's hit when I uh, was the best man at my son's wedding. You know, I was like, I had to give my little speech or whatever. I, I told Chris, I was like, hey, you're going to come up here with me, dude, uh, because you were there, you know, from the time I, you know, was a little kid to to now my kid, you know, here in there's can't stand up there by myself because I wouldn't be here without you. So uh, the support system matters. And, um, you know, like Dave, we talked about him last time, and then uh, Marcus, and, and like I brought Havoc in here today. Um, yeah, Havoc's but, your service dog. Yeah, Havoc's my service yeah. dog. Yeah, he was donated to me through an uh, uh, organization called Limitless K9. Nice. Um, which, How long have you had him? Uh, I've had him for almost three years. And Beautiful what? dog. What prompted you to get a service? Did you seek that out, or was that suggested to you, or was it a prescription? Uh, no, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so um, I, I was having some you know, issues, you know, and, and we talked about some of those struggles in, in life and uh, at the time, and um, Dave was like, I want to do something for you, you know, and, I, uh, and we got hooked up with Marcus, and here's havoc you know and uh before havoc I, I had um rivet and 
he was a little little louder. Uh, yeah. Rivet, he, Rivet was another service dog. Yeah, he was um, home same, front. Same dog, same, same kind. kind yeah. yeah, he he was donated through Homefront Canine, and okay. um, he was a little more teenish acting type dog, and uh, and he. The, the wife went in the house and he didn't follow her and he ran off and, and he ended up getting hit by a car. It's horrible. Uh, okay, it was really bad. Um, we struggled with that for a while. And then, uh, but Havoc, he, he's super awesome. Marcus, super awesome guy. And he keeps us uh, in line with Havoc, comes and does like protection work and training. Um, and then uh, whatever we need, you know, for like, hey, having this issue or whatever, like he, he'll come and correct it or he'll come and help us uh show us how to correct it and those type of things so super involved uh actually he um he uh his dog havoc's dad is going to be on uh the new episode four of yellowstone oh cool oh, really yeah. so so really? i don't think you said what breed he is he's a belgian malinois okay so i mean those for people who don't know those dogs are usually pretty wired up you know yeah and um most of them are uh but havoc is what i would well marcus's dogs in general but havoc is is one of a kind um he uh he can be like this right here he's laying there hello yeah mellow and then he can he can work all day yeah uh whatever switch you turn on he's, he's able to do it and and that just shows to the training that marcus was able to you know put into him it's yeah. just amazing to watch him work and like i said his that's dog. not usually the case that's no. that's a, a a rare very rare exception yeah so it speaks to his training but also his, his breeding probably yeah yeah i think if you're out there and you're thinking about a, a belgian malinois i need to talk to an experienced individual yes it's yes. not for it's not for the lay person i think no and, and uh we actually, my wife has another Belgium that we got, off, we bought off of uh, uh, an individual that used to, Gandhi. Oh, okay. He yeah. used to be a trainer in regiment, and uh, uh, this was right after we, we lost Rivet, and mm-hmm. my, she, my wife ran with Rivet all the time, and yeah. um, it was uh, super hard, you know, not to have that running partner whenever I was at work and stuff, so... Um, He's my service dog, but at the end of the day, like, he's there to protect the family. You know, when I'm gone, like, you, trust me, we, we do some work with the dog. Like, nobody's coming in that house. <laughs> and uh, she kind of lost that with Rivet. So we bought one off Donnie. Yeah. Um, uh, Mina is her name, and she lives yeah. it. But uh, <laughs> she's, she's a great dog, but um, she's very timid towards my wife. Like, she's, like, my wife's dog, period. Like, if I get loud in the house, she will get loud at me i'm like oh, get that dog <laughs> like <laughs> yeah you don't want to be just, on the wrong end just of the joking purpose. over here <laughs> get the dog but, uh, <laughs> um yeah but uh um we got the dog off of dondi and um and then we had havoc uh from marcus and you know they they do what nature does and we tried to keep them apart but um they had a litter of nine and we uh this speaks to like not everybody goes out and gets a Belgian Malinois. Yeah. So I sold them for pennies on the dollar, like a, a grand a piece, which is like bottom dollar. Basically, I was like, I'm not trying to make any money. Yeah. Just trying to get, you know, get them sold. But I didn't sell them to just anybody though. Uh, we had to know the people. Uh, they were either Rangers or right. uh, someone you knew. Somebody that we, we knew that 
like what their lifestyle was, where they lived, how right. they worked out, like right. what what they were going to be able to so get no, to the dog. Nobody that's going to be living in an apartment and no, <laughs> no, because I just didn't want to see one of our dogs go you know to a place that yeah. they're not going to be um, well exercised. And they're going to be like this dog is a nuisance as opposed to like what it's supposed to be there for and give right. you a little bit of comfort. Yeah. yeah. I want to switch gears and talk uh, back in the old days because some of the comments, getting back to some of the comments on there, were guys where they remembered you from being a RASP instructor. Yeah, I got some comments like that. Yeah. Oh, Sergeant Belford, he smoked my balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Crybaby. Yeah, that was me. Just um, <laughs> I, uh, I tell dudes all the time, like, hey, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you did the apology tour. I think uh, I need to do one yeah, of those. But I, I probably well, should. When, when did that yeah. fall within your career? So, like, you know, <laughs> you, you were um, you came into the battalion much later, uh, as we talked about on the episode. So you didn't grow up within battalion, and uh, so when was it that you got asked to go be an instructor? Then was that right out of snipers? Uh, yeah, I, okay. I did like four deployments uh, with okay. us, and then. Uh, I was, um, they were like, do you want to go be a, uh, they, were, they were like, do you want, they needed a, a recruiter, right? Now, me and uh, Ben Durham. I remember that. Yeah, we worked yeah. out all the time together. We, uh, he was like my fight promoter, if you will. And um, he was part of the fight team. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he was like the, the main fight club guy. Yeah. And uh, so me and Ben were always together. <clears throat> and he was like, hey, I need an extra guy. And then I just re-enlisted for six years to do uh, nine-month college options that they offered at the time. Ben's like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll do it. Um, it, was, it, was, it sounded great at first, you know. I was like, oh, I'll get a fight all the time. I, I, you know, it's yeah. like young me not thinking about where I wanted to go right now. I was just thinking about the immediate, yeah. like, oh. Here and now, yeah. You know, train every day, get a fight every day. Yeah, how much better could it be? So I uh, took that and then... After some thought, and uh, well, funny during that time, I'll, I'll take quick with the Pathfinder thing. You know, the, I don't know if I told that last no. time, but uh, so in, in that time there, I was um, I got offered a Pathfinder slot, and, and uh, Sergeant Major Mezzaline, uh he's retired now. We're good friends. We we just did a fishing tournament. We didn't do too well, but we did it. It was fun. <laughs> uh, he's a really good fisherman. The fish weren't button, but. Um, we uh, we're good friends now, but uh, he he had asked me multiple times, like, "Hey, come to Pathfinder, come to Pathfinder." I'm like, "No, I've got school, no thanks, I'll pass." Yeah, <laughs> you know. And uh, then then I basically got told I'm going to Pathfinder. Um, on like a Tuesday, <laughs> and I was like, "Artist Art Major," uh, by Artist Art Major. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, that's gonna be fun." And. Uh, so I showed up and, and it was like one of those like, hey, if you fail, we're going to RFS you. And I was like, nobody gets RFS for failing Pathfinder. What? But yeah. Also, nobody turns down the Pathfinder either. So okay, uh, it was yeah. like it was like Sergeant Major's gift to me. Um, Sergeant Major Nolan's gift you. to me. It was like, yeah, <laughs> it's cool badge. If you fail Pathfinder, we're going to RFS you because you shouldn't have told them no all this for the last year. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Okay. <laughs> well, there's another struggle in life to get through. <laughs> But no, it was cool. Uh, I, I I made it. It was not easy, but um, I made it. Uh, I don't know how I made it. How do you think that school stacks up to like our slick Ranger? You know, like uh, some of the other ones you've been. Complete. I, as far as difficulty, uh, like attrition, right? Is it 
opposite ends of the spear because one's like you know there's physical and the mental in, involved and then pathfinders literally all mental all yeah. brain and I, yeah. I was like i don't know how i made that yeah because like I don't, there are math problems i don't even know what that kind of math problem was i just learned how to do it right there in class yeah <laughs> yep but i was like okay yeah, that's what a formula is. Good, Roger that. <laughs> so a little, a little closer to like sniper school or yeah, it, or, or mortar leader course or something. It was hard. <laughs> how, how do I get this many people on this drop zone? Can I get that many people on that drop zone? Can I get this aircraft with this many people on that drop zone? Like all yeah. those type of things. Yeah. All these weird math problems I figured out. That's why I have the book. I started highlighting in the book when I first yeah. got there. You know, like highlight this, highlight that, highlight this, and then I just stopped highlighting and memorized the book. Yeah, <laughs> each chapter at a time. One chapter, I was like, "Well, this is when I run out of highlighters." Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no foot stomp because you have to memorize it all. Okay. Just, but the good part about Pathfinder, if there was one, would be like you don't have to see the other part again. So once I test out of like right you know, drop zones or whatever I'm testing out of, like, I don't see that again. Uh, In the course. Right. I can learn. Okay. So you can, you can devote all your to the next chapter, if you will. Okay. So that's good. But, uh, yeah, the, the Durham thing, you know, I was, I was going to be a recruiter or, you know, retention Mm -hmm. guy for regiment. And, um, I, uh, I was like, man, maybe, maybe I don't want to do that. So, well, uh, Brady Davis, um, Sergeant Major now, was like maybe it's not like a career path you you know want to do if you do, yeah. if you want to that's fine if you don't there's another guy that wants to do it which is Kaffer and he's yeah. crushing it now but oh awesome I didn't um, know he's still over there he cool. uh I was like yeah he can he can have it um but I was kind of like okay well you're not gonna do that job now but we have to give a an E six to um RSTC yeah so I was like oh good. Yeah, so you get to go with it. So I was I like, guess. oh, well, I guess I'll go over here and do this. So I wasn't – it was the probably the funnest time I had in battalion, but I was not – I went kicking and screaming, <laughs> you know. Uh, and now I, now I sing its praises to people. I'm like, hey, man, if you want to go, like, do a cool job rewarding such and such, such and yeah. such, I'm like, go be a RASP, go be a certain trucker, you know. But – like every E6, I, you know, I was the same. I went kicking and screaming because I was like, I want to go kick indoors, not right. select privates that don't want to be here, whatever. Um, and then be blamed for sending the wrong ones to the line. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, who what are they you doing through? over there now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Oh, another one of his kids. Well, who was your instructor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the whole gambit. Um, so when I when I got to RASP, you know, uh, I had some awesome Ranger buddies I was there with: Sergeant Hill, uh, Sergeant Sugimoto, Sergeant Martell, Sergeant Keen, uh, uh, Sergeant Major Paquette. Now, uh, yeah, like just great guy. Sergeant, I love Paquette. Yeah, Sergeant Houston. Like I had a bunch of like good dudes that were there with me, and uh, we fed off each other, and 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 we we did at the time what they asked us to do, you know assess and select <laughs> yeah and uh through pain and repetition and uh and that was kind of the beginning of rasp it had just been rolled out yeah it hadn't been out long at yeah. all um it transitioned from rip from rip to rasp yeah, yeah. what uh, was the major transition there uh besides just you know nomenclature yeah um, from a four-week uh from a four-week poi to an eight-week poi um to you know basically just 
uh, RASP was like assess and select, like assess if you're physically good enough to be here and you kind of fit what our culture might be, yeah. you know? Yeah. You're good, go. Uh, RASP uh, is very, um, uh, I think it's a great program. We have the building now as an eight-week program. We, we're not only, we're assessing and selecting on, on multiple gamuts of like, Hey, this guy's physically fit, but it, you know he maybe doesn't have the the mental capacity to do this specific job. Right. But the good thing about RAS now, and we didn't do this when I was there, but uh, Sergeant Major Donaldson, those guys have, have really brought it through fruition. But um, we uh, so if the guy doesn't like cut the mustard to be eleven Bravo, he's not going to be a door kicker, uh, and he already peers down the bottom of the list. And now they offer him like, hey, do you, you want to reclass to, you know, parachute rigger, cook, or, you know, you've right. passed this, our selection portion. Yeah. You, you have the ability to be in battalion, in battalion or in and, yeah. and be a, um, a contributing member to the team. Maybe not in this capacity, but we would like to have you for this. And, and it's got a huge turnout rate. Wow. for wow. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's an awesome idea. And, and that's a great idea. Cause you don't know anything when you join, you pick your MOS at the recruiter yeah. And it might be because you saw a video with dirt bikes like we did. That's it. Like, that looks cool. Yeah, let me do that. But a lot yeah. of these guys, the only thing they want to do is be in regiment. They want to be in a battalion, you know, being a, a ranger. Well, and the, the lower density MOSs in battalion, those are awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's a good living. And you get to pretty do good cool living. guy yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, it's and not like you're missing out. No, and but, but to get the low density MOS guys from Fort Jackson and, and those right. other places, it's harder. It is harder. Like, yeah. you, like they're. You're not. trying to convince a guy that's went into an MOS because they wanted to go the easy life, and you're going to go, hey, sure you don't want to go over here? Sure and- you don't want to skull drag? <laughs> We'd love to have you. Yeah. Right. But, uh, <laughs> well, they're like, or like you're, at, you're at the top of the heap because you're in a low density MOS and you're a PT stud and you're smart, whatever. Do you want to continue to do that, or you can go where, you know, it's big fish. Or we'll dump you in the ocean and you know maybe maybe you're not as as special yeah and right out of the gate when they started that program it's had a lot of good feedback and a lot of good uh turnouts in that way and and same with the same with like rfs and dudes like we we're i've had multiple guys choose to reclass now you know they don't get their ranger tab you know or or whatever the bottom five percent you know and i'm like hey you're you're a good dude, and you you don't have any like uh, blips on your radar. But you know, obviously, you're struggling a little bit with Ranger School or whatever. Have you ever thought about being a rigger, or you ever thought right. about being a you know ammo, whatever that is, and, and or a uh, NBC dude, you know, camo. Yeah. And, yeah. and I've had probably I think I've had four reclass to NBC. So they wait. So you've got guys that let's say came in. 11 Bravo, 11 Charlie, whatever, that, that come to you, they go through RASP, they they just don't fill the bill for what, you know, the regiment and one of the battalions can see as fulfilling that role. So let me reclassify you to a 35 series or, you know, a mechanic or whatever the case, a cook or, Putting you know. people first, right? Yeah. And that's what we're doing. And, and that's, the, uh, that's, that's what, we're, you know, we're, trying to echo is it hey we we want to take care of you yeah you know you work to get here and, and 
probably belong here, you know, just in some other capacity. And uh, putting putting people in Ranger first is, is. But even to the point of, all right, you maybe are 11 series, you make it through RASP, you're inside battalion, and but you're still not cutting it. Again, putting people first and going, um, hey, listen, you, you know, you've washed out of Ranger school, and uh, but rather than, you know, letting you go, we're willing to reclass you, or the person comes forward and says, I'm willing to reclass so that I can remain. So they don't have to go and get their Ranger tab? Well, if, they, if you want to be a, a senior leader, yeah. eventually you're going to have to get your Ranger tab. Right. But if you're a young... But we're gonna, we can buy you some more time. If you go pack parachutes and yeah. reclass. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great plan. I always think about you know, Durham and Thompson, who are in our arms room. You know, Durham was in the arms room because he was injured mm-hmm. uh, in an actual combat jump because he's a badass. Dud. But we had this guy, uh, Dan, and he was always in the arms room. And same kind of thing. Wasn't the right fit to be on the line. Um, but he was phenomenal in the arms room. And he could, nobody kicked him out, RFS him, anything like that. He was really good at that job. And he stayed in that position a lot longer than he should have at that time for the standards we had. But he was there for years and years and we he was awesome in the arms room that was like exactly where he was supposed to be and where he could contribute the most to the team so it's really cool that they're i think we're doing a lot better job and i I know in our battalion with with our sergeant major we definitely are with talent management um like we have meetings about you know that and and we try to try to bring those those young guys in and, and and offer them other opportunities and Instead of just, uh, you know, some guys just don't belong there. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, uh, they, they are trying to um, put, put Ranger first and, and take care of guys and not just, you know, cut sling load on them and let them go. And, like old school, like definitely, yeah. like I said, it's just got to be a holistic mindset change. And that, that's the direction that we're starting to head in. That's, that's amazing. And it really speaks very highly of you guys to, to think about it in that way. Because like you said, you could – you get a trip, you know. You can get a lot of people out of there, but then trying to fill it in the front end is going to be that much more challenging, you mm-hmm. know, especially for those other MOSs. So if you can find people who are willing to do that and they meet the other qualifications, like you know, typically as a leader, you're evaluating people. Um, you know, is it a training deficiency? Is it a desire and a passion that's missing? Is it you know, you know, what what is the reason why this person is not holding the standard, holding line? Yeah, and you know, you know, we we're talking about like when I was a RASP cadre. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know I was. I was a nightmare for people to wake up to. I mean, admittedly, and and uh, hell, I'd brag about it, you know, yeah. um, because that that was like how when I went through RIP. I mean, that that's how it know, was done. That's how, that's how done. we got. Yeah, there. that's that was Shannon's mentality. Like, you don't want me to be here. I don't want you to be here. And who wants it worse? And, uh, and, uh, that, that's how I selected dudes, you know, I did, you know, the hazing and stuff wasn't there like it was, you know, we, we definitely, yeah. um, but we crushed, you know, we crushed, you know, obviously people will remember and, uh, yeah. um, you don't want to do PT with Belford <laughs> as, as modest as he is, but maybe back then nowadays, I'm just trying to keep from injuries, <laughs> Yeah. but, um, yeah, we crushed like we did, you know, and, uh, and we weren't. The, the the RAS cadre that we have in today uh, it, it 
their mentality and, and minds are better than mine ever was and, and the guys because those young those new RAS cadre guys they're on the uh, um a different mentality of like okay they're assessing this guy they're assessing them at, at an organizational level now and they're like can you fill this billet for us now you know they do boards with them and they're like Hey, like this is what your peers are saying, and you know you're physically cutting it, and, and you got you know the right scores here and there, uh, but you know by our assessment and your peer assessment, you're not you're not going to be eleven Bravo maybe. But let's uh, what about like this job? And and then we we bring our, our retention guys in, and we and we and we drive their career in that direction, and that's develop like that's like the the definition of developing leading and developing you know mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and those guys are starting that in those young guys careers like right off the bat which is awesome and it's something wow. that you know i humbly say like i we did not do when i was there and uh if you weren't physically fit and if you didn't you know look the part you know yeah. <laughs> you had to look the part if you didn't look the part and you weren't physically fit like um uh, just gonna see what it took to drop you yeah. and and uh well it was it was survival like it was a survival process. I remember rip. You just have to make it to the end without injuries and keep your head down because the standards damn near impossible. So just, just get through it. You know, it was like a, it was like a freaking POW camp. And I think it was good, but I also, I, I don't think that builds the culture that you want. And I no, think it didn't it, investing in well, people, I, you know, I, well, I, I have to cut you off there yeah. because I, I don't, at the time, it may have built the culture that you needed. At that time, yeah, sure. You know, I, and I, I, yes. I, that's a that's a that's a. I think it was effective. It's a sinking ship, but yeah. um, no, but you, you, it, most of that was done during the Cold War era. Very different mindset, very different, you know, culture and stuff within you know battalion that time frame. Right, you know? and we 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 had one thought process, and that yeah. was win a war. Yeah, yeah, and. And, well, but, yeah. and we didn't think that war was going to take 20 years. Either. No, we definitely didn't. So I think with it, it didn't matter. It's like, get them in the fight fast, make sure they can fight, make sure they're durable in a fight and they need to be smart enough to be trained. Yeah. And, and that that's was all it. I need. And it was effective. Yeah, but did, obviously. but did it go from rip the RAS though, because of the war? In other words, I'm saying that it was really was rip was cold war era up to, you know, the war. And then over time, it's like, okay, we've got to make an adjustment here. Is this really what we're... Well, I think we realized that the war was going to carry on and we were looking at manning issues and we're looking at like losing... Guy, like you said, a guy fails ranger school, but he might have three good deployments and nothing but good things in his career and now he's off the team. Well, and then there's this too, right? What What's RIP stand for? Ranger Indoctrinational Program, right. right? So I'm trying to indoctrinate you into what I... My way of life, basically, and uh, that... That's a one-track mind that I'm assessing. Yes. Um, now I'm assessing and selecting somebody who can think on their feet, who can uh, is trainable, who's physically fit, um, who can do the, the basics really well or can be trained to do the basics really well. And I, I don't want somebody who's indoctrinated into exactly what I want. I want somebody who can, at the end of the day, be like, that's not right or this is how this can be better. And I don't care what rank you are to tell me that. Uh, and there's a difference in like what we had then and, and what we're looking for now. Yeah. And I think we're, we're getting that a little better now. I wonder is, um, 
and I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but like, has the addition, I mean, sure, there was cooks and, and other MOSs and stuff, but now has the MI battalion also kind of, you know, really started, you know, making regiment realize that we do need to make those assessments. Every role is very critical and it is hard to fill these positions. So if we can retain, I don't know, I'm just wondering because, you know, before that, maybe you didn't have that, that site, that line of sight. No, I, um, I think we started, I mean, them, I'm telling they're, they're awesome at what they do. And they're awesome people. I, I have very good friends that work over there. Um, but I think it started uh, before that um, because, you know, I've seen uh, the riggers struggle to pack, you know, their shoots and stuff, and, and we, you know, outsource help and so on. And so I think it started earlier than that, and, and um, rightfully so. And uh, then putting the – getting the we, – we started getting the uh, the old school mentality leaders kind of out of those – key positions uh and, and the new the new age leaders um that we have you know now and, and probably the last couple uh in those right leader key leadership positions that that knew that the old school mindset was wrong and that when they got to a place to affect change they did exactly what they said they were going to do and, and may, they affected the change and maybe the, the old school mentality wasn't wrong but that it's just that there are more effective ways. The mission's changed. The people you work with have changed. I mean, think about the difference between the first time Rangers set foot in Afghanistan in 2001 and now. You know, you, you show up in Afghanistan in 2001, you're working with Ranger. That's it. And then, you know, fast forward to when we were serving, we might be with any branch of service. And we they might be in, integrated into our team. They might be somebody that we work with just on a mission sets and now it's even more integrated so you these concepts didn't exist you know for when, when you talk about the old school you know like the high and tight guys and the this is the way and it's the only way it's effective in combat because you know you're relying 100 percent on your training but combat's changed too it's not lining up and shooting at each other <laughs> man you know a lot and more than sight pictures online it's they, well you got to the whole time change thing, like the holistic change, you know, yeah. the, from from how people treat each other yeah. uh, to how we, you know, lead with humility and lead by example to how we lead because I told you to do it. Yeah. Um, I'll follow somebody who can, that wants to be out in front and, and wants to, you know, lead me into, you know, hell with a toothpick before yeah. I'll follow somebody who'd be like, hey, go do this because I said so. Yeah. You know, back in the, back in, you know, early, you know, my days, your days, uh, I, I would have done it just because Definitely I said my do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, and that's not to say that those, you know, I think every leader, you know, unless I'm forgetting somebody that I ever served with, they would lead from the front. They were willing and to we do have, that. Yes, I don't want to have, give that impression. No, definitely not. And we had, and that's what I'm talking about, like the holistic thing, like, yeah. uh, there have, there have been, you know, issues in the army in general yeah. that, mm-hmm. I said that, you know, and, and we see military that. period, so, whatever. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. Right. And I, I wasn't being specific on, on that area, no, but, um, in today's, uh, army, like I was saying before, you, you have to be the change and then you have to do what you can to affect the change. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I want to hit on further on that. And I'll tell you why, because how many times do you hear guys and maybe not 
in battalion, but I see it within different branches of the military of, man, I'm getting out of here. You know, this place sucks. It's not what I thought it was. You know, the, the army's changing or the air force is changing or whatever, but you just, you just made a, uh, a couple of comments around that. You want to affect change or you want to make change. You've got to stick around so that you can, you can do that. You affect the change. And a lot of times it's more about what you can control change what you have the power to control and stop worrying about the things that you can't control. You can't change the entire army, but yeah. you can make a difference for the people right there in front well, of that's, you. Yeah, that's stoicism. It's so important. Yeah, you know? and I like uh, Sergeant Major J. philosophy's like, what's Ranger 2055 look like and what yeah. are we doing right now to affect the change for that Ranger? Uh, and th that's... If you're sticking around as a leader, like you're, you've, you're on board. Yeah. You've already bought into the, you know, how things are going to be and how things need to be. Uh, and from there on, what you're doing is what's going to affect those changes. So um, I gave a, uh, a little um, speech, I guess you would say, last yeah. night at, at, at uh, Ronnie's. Um, Ronnie Kubik. Ronnie Kubik's. Uh, dedication for this uh, monu monument piece of art that uh, um, a lady did. Her name's Bunny. Um, did a great job. Uh, and where, where can we see that, by the way? Uh, it, right now, it's going to be... It's, they're trying to get it in the infantry museum right okay. now. So cool. that, it's, there's a, a workup working for that. So nice. like a that's a, that's gold cool. star family type thing but that's just outside of my wheelhouse i just hear say <laughs> but uh um if you want to see it personally you yeah. can see one that they gave to us for deco cool and okay. uh it's it's um it's gonna be hanging uh in deco company very cool so uh they presented me with that one last night which was very honorable uh to be hanging that up next week yeah um but uh you know i, I said that uh, i got this from from ronnie but uh, i said it last night i'll say it again uh he would say, you have till 6.30 to stop your bitching. <laughs> and then from 6.30 on, it's time to be a ranger. And at, at, I didn't really, I was like, oh, what an asshole. Like, yeah. at, at first, right? You <laughs> yeah. know, he just kind of like it, put any stock into it. And the, the, the more leader, you know, development I got and, and moving on, like, it, it started to come full circle and I was like, man, and now where I'm at, I'm like, holy shit. Like now I understand what that means. Yeah. And that was an E5 in 2009 saying that, like what, like how far ahead of his time was he already, which is pretty awesome when you didn't think about getting chill bumps. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, you know, and, and, and what that comes down to is like, he, he didn't want anybody complaining because if you don't like what's going on, then do what you need to to change it and make whatever you're about to do better. Like yeah. the AR comments, make your voice heard. Like instead of complaining about it, do something to change it. And that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that's, that's where he was already at in 2010, which is super awesome to think about now. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I've, I've said it a lot of uh, times back in the day, and I will, I still say it as a leader that if you want to affect change, then bring a solution forward, not presenting the problem. And, you know, it's been talked about and written in books and everything else. So it's not Robert's, you know, um, philosophy or whatever on leadership. I mean, it's, it's just 
what like you were talking about, he's putting it into perspective for his men at that time frame to understand and get it, you know, in a very harsh way. Uh, but we've got a job to do here. You know, let's go forward. Um, but the, the truth is, again, if you want to affect change um, and if you want to do something, then figure out first, spend all that energy and time on trying to develop a solution in a way that you could make it better or improve upon it and offer that as a suggestion. That's now, right. Now, understand that not every recommendation is going to be accepted as well. Well, that's, the pro- like, that's, that's one of the problems that people don't like, right? Right. Because they're like, well, I gave you my solution. <laughs> Like right. you and 400 yeah. other people, you know, right. right. <laughs> but that's why we do class AARs, bud. Yeah. but yeah. Um, but they may not see enough of the big picture to understand the reason why, or it could be a timing thing or something of that nature. But Hey, if nothing else, maybe as leaders, we can give constructive criticism back to say the reason why I'm not recommending or moving forward with your recommendation is because of these reasons. And that person may have not have thought about it that way. So go back. Don't, yeah. don't get just, you know, down on yourself. And Go back again. We owe that to people as leaders yeah. to give them that feedback too. Yeah. Instead well, that of gives just them cutting a, them off. It gives them a greater understanding of what they're trying to accomplish. You know, I can remember many times I'd be like, why do we do this thing this way? And why is it? And I'd raise those concerns. And I would learn something that I was ignorant of. And I'd understand the process better. And now I'm more effective. Yeah, because like, you don't oh, know that, what you don't know. Yeah, and now, now I know that that change should not be implemented. How long did you cases. figure that out, though? You don't know what you don't know. I mean, most of the time, we all think we got it figured out when we're really young. And it's like, man, I'm just needing no. you. I relearn that lesson every day. Yeah. Every time every, every time I go day. do something, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. Oh, well, now that's why that works that way. Yeah. Right. Don't do that again. Or, yeah, let's continue to do that. Uh, and back to the RASP thing, like the AR comments, and the, that's how things got better. Yeah. You know, that people that could affect change started listening started affecting change and and classes started getting better and and uh as like you said paul i probably owe that apology tour you know uh, <laughs> you uh, and me both man but i uh you know I, that's just how i was then and, and i tell people all the time i'm like you know you could you could judge me for who i was then or, or you could you know uh judge me for who i am now i don't think though the comments that i read read <laughs> along the lines of what a pain in the ass that guy was. It was more a pain in the ass, but look at what it made me, and I'm so proud. You know, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like, it wasn't complaint. No, yeah, no, it wasn't. No. Com- it was. It was a complaint, but in a. But when I read those, though, like now in my my thought process mentality, when I read some of those comments, I'm like, God, man, I was an asshole. And and people are like, man, you know that guy, like, and I really appreciate those comments, 100, percent man, I really do. And they and when my Son would send me pictures of them or somebody would text me a comment, you know, I'd giggle about it. But then, you know, then it just kind of made me think like, man, I'm really glad that that person, I'm thankful that that person took that out of what I was trying to do. Yeah. And, and it didn't affect them negatively. You know, I saw a smile on every single one of them, whether they put it, the emoji or not, I could see that they were like hearkening back to a memory that thank you for bringing back, you know, thank you for bringing Belford forward that brought a memory to me in a moment of time and a, and a leader, a true leader that taught me something. That's, that's the kind of comment, whether they stated it or not, you could just read it from it. It was never anything of that guy, Belford, man, if I ever see him again, you know, I'm going to punch him straight, yeah. right in the <laughs> face. Uh, I used to, uh, well, uh, I used to tell uh, people when I went from being a RASP cadre to a cert cadre the pre-ranger you know i would uh because i had you know because I, I, I was there that time two years i had the same guys some of them would make it through my cert class and uh and i love being a cert instructor man that was that was an awesome time and uh 
I, uh, I would stand out in front of the class and I would be like, hey, look, if you guys had me as a RAS cadre, I'm just going to apologize now. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same dude. As yeah. I can see heads turning in this formation already going, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd tell the dudes up front. Cause it, cause it, it, it was a mentality thing. And I, and I, yeah. we, every, every, and I tell people this all the time. You, nobody goes to work to fail. And I wanted to go to work. And I felt like I'd been charged to do a job, you know, with the best of my ability and to assess the people that – I knew that I wanted to uh, run alongside me and close with and destroy the enemy, and I, uh, and everybody that was there with me at the time was felt that they were doing the exact same thing. There was no um, that I saw like malicious intent and in, in things that we did right. or, or done or said. It was it was more of a like we uh, at the time, and I keep saying that emphasis because I would never probably act like that again. You know, given the opportunity to do it again, I'd definitely assess it in a different situation, a different way, but. At the time, you know, the, the, the Rangers we had lost together, the guys that we were there, the Rangers we lost together, the deployments that we had had, the hardship that we had shared, and all those things that we had already seen, done, heard, and been through, uh, we were just focusing on is this the guy that can survive those things too? Yeah. Um, I want to teach and train this guy in week, you know, five, six, seven, and eight. But right now, is this the guy that I'm selecting that can do those things beside us too, and and survive, and then be able to go home to his family at the end of the and day? And I, I think to your credit, you know, and, the, and those who were my rip instructors, it worked. That method does it is effective. It's not the best method, but I don't think you did any of those people a disservice once they were faced with those hard situations because they were. You know, all the guys you put through, they they were still doing you know, multiple yeah. combat rotations. So it's not as if you know, you just, you did these guys dirty or, or that the old way wasn't, you know, wasn't useful. It just, those are the tools that we had and now we have better tools Yeah, and it's much more effective. I was talking to Sergeant Major J as well and the effectiveness of these new programs is unbelievable. I mean, some of the feedback I guess are getting, I'm just, I never thought that these things were possible to get that much retention or get that high quality high caliber individual from point a to point b where he's serving in a, a, a special operations unit so effectively i yeah. mean it's it's working yeah you know. and it's glad it's good to see the, the change in the progress yeah. too yeah well man i appreciate you coming back on and uh talking to us once again no it's great i appreciate you guys yeah. having me here I, i'm looking forward to uh you know hearing some feedback and i, I uh i think the, the people that Thank me and, and, and made the comments and, and, and had you guys uh, get me back out here. And uh, anything I can do or, or say or help somebody every day is what I want to try to do. And uh, any, any hardship that I've shared or struggled through in my life, you know, and uh, got me to where I'm at. And, and I can share that with other people and, and tell them that, hey, man, it's going to be all right. And there's no shame in like getting help. And, you know, it, there's yeah. nothing wrong. You know, there's strength in unity with, you know, sharing your hardship with other people. And, no matter what you've done, you know, somebody else, you know, maybe not right beside you, but around has, has had the same struggles in life or, or is having the same struggle in life. And there's nothing wrong with uh, getting the help that you need and, and talking to people. And you don't have to always go see a counselor. Or you don't have to always, you know, um, go see the chaplain or whatever. But just, hey, man, hit up your ranger buddy or hit up your friends and, and be like, hey, can we, can we go uh, have a cup of coffee and, or whatever and just enjoy some shared hardship together and uh anything i can do to help that is what i'm trying to do now in life i'm coming close to that uh that retirement uh 
next couple three years and we talked on the last podcast like what's what's next for jason belford and um i, I know now what's next and i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go be a um rotc instructor up at uh, appalachian state university cool. and and i'm looking forward to that um uh, move up there it's gonna be hard leaving the dying you know it's yeah. gonna be super hard but uh at the end of the day i, I think i'm gonna be able to go up there and, and influence those, those young uh college kids uh, the best I can and hopefully give them some bright uh yeah. go do young. some charter time so, <laughs> yeah. so those ROTC guys at Appalachian State you may want to go read the Instagram post and all the stories of what <laughs> what he was Drink like water. back then get <laughs> ready get your two court <laughs> bring your two court but uh yeah it's uh it's it's gonna be a great job I'm, I'm so looking forward to it um and it's gonna be a good transition I think for for me and the family getting out of the army and and, and coming kind of you know coming off the gas a little slower yeah and and then just you know taking your foot yeah. off and jumping out the door so that's cool that's wise I'm, I'm pretty excited about it and congratulations yeah, yeah congratulations that's freaking awesome they'll be able to continue to you know share share my story and 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 help people out up there and, and continue to uh, serve others that's that's what i want to do yeah well you affected the nco corps or those that became part of ncos and now you're going to affect the officer corps you know from at least one university yes sir hopefully. give them a little <laughs> bit of the old school man for me just a little bit well, I mean, the I, cadets deserve it. Where are you at, PL? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome, man. Thank you so much again. Appreciate it, guys. Take Thank care. you.